0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the week, hailing from Table Show Studios in Kansas City, hosted by Captain Awesome and T-Mac, it is the Spanish Announce Table. It is uh, the Spanish downstable Table. We are recording. I'm saying that now because we've had some uh, bad luck where we found out it was not recording. Uh, so yeah, it's episode 202 of the Spanish Announce Table. We've got an interview tonight in our third segment, our now newly uh, rotating third <clears throat> segment. Uh, an interview with the new NWL STL champion, Maverick. Uh, stay tuned for this interview. You're going to like it. It gets fun. There's There's even some heart-touching moments. It's a good interview. It was, as I said, it felt so good uh, that I felt like it, you know what I mean? It was too quick. We're going to have to have this gentleman back on numerous times. Definitely. And as I said in the interview, which you'll hear later, uh, this is a
1: full body interview. You get every aspect of emotion through this interview. And it was only, it was one of our quicker ones just because it's late. We didn't want to waste too much of his time. He is the champ. I know he has other concerns, uh, and commitments to uphold. So, you know, we let him do that, but Uh, Yeah, it's a great interview. It's one of our better ones, and we always say that, but we mean it, and uh, we're getting better, and the guests are getting better, and so it's a a great time with old Maverick, the new STL, NWL STL champion. But before that, Captain, how are you? I I get to ask the first time. uh, I am busy shit, man. You? (laughs) You're always busy. I'm great. Uh, Today was super busy, uh, but what have I been up to? I binge-watched season five of House of Cards, which, hey... So, me and my girlfriend watch it, but we watch it together, so it's hard to, like, talk about it, because, like, we're talking about it as it happens, you know, and then we reflect, like, we reflected today about what we watched last night kind of thing, but if you watch House of Cards, uh, send me a tweet, let me know what you think of Season 5, because I'm a little indifferent, and so I'd just like to know someone else's opinion that's also viewed the same product I have, as we do with Pro Wrestling, but yeah, I watched that, um and oh we had picture day at work oh that
0: was weird picture day at work
1: yeah so we're getting new badges so we oh. have to have our picture on the badge yeah. so everyone has to go through picture day Yeah. and so yeah but we had to dress professional i was like why it's for us how's our face going to be different if i'm wearing a tie
0: they don't want if you lost it they don't want somebody seeing it and be like uh, that this company employs right. this vagabond I was going to wear a robe and a a boa,
1: but they said no. Yeah. I did ask. I did ask. I was like, hey, it's professional. Look at the
0: professional wrestlers. It's professional wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. So fuck off. I like that. but right, what else, know. man? How's how's the new the new home doing? The new, new home
1: is still we're we're about ninety six percent done with being settled in. As I speak, there's a couple <sighs> boxes behind me that I need to still put up, and then there's some other decor that what? needs to be hung. Does she have but to like move that, stuff good. around to
0: fit your stuff?
1: Uh she did give me about a row and a half of her library. Which we've showed before you in our past. You uh, much. What? I know I have you don't about. Need that much. Yeah, I
2: have What's up, guys? This is Jeff You're listening, listening. listening is about 35 How many of you
1: have? She has about 200. Yeah. And she's got,
0: like, textbooks and encyclopedias and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's got all Four kinds of language like books yeah. right about,
1: you know, how to learn French better because uh she's fluent in French. Yeah. Not not uh, how to learn French, how to learn French better. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. She is fluent in French, uh, can read it, can speak it. Uh one of my to, favorite How to Learn French better for women who date dummies. Right? There it is. There it is. <laughs> the new book. Actually, going back to pro wrestling, uh, you know, she she is highly intelligent. I am definitely dating up. She is oh, yeah. my better half. Yes. Amazing. I can't give her any more compliments because they to. would all be done. You should. However, uh, I know I mean I'm I couldn't I could go on and on and I still it still wouldn't be enough. That's what I mean. Uh-huh. And all the sappy stuff aside. What my point is is uh, as I watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. You know, she'll read a book. She'll we'll pl- we'll both play with the dog, but she'll typically just be kind of distracted a little bit, doing her own thing, right? Reading a book, maybe on Facebook, things like that. But what always catches her ear is if Maurice or Kevin Owens speaks French, and she just instantly is like, "Ugh," because French Canadian totally French is different, different than French. From Paris and yes. you know cities like that in France, and she just is like, that is the disgusting way to say those words. Like the most disgusting way to say it is the way Marie says it. Like Hate. it's so hilarious because I don't Hate. catch it. Hate. Yeah, well, yeah, you would. Like, yeah, and like when uh you know on this Monday segment when uh, Marie uh, storms off because Miz went through the clock and all <laughs> right. that stuff, yeah. and he's yelling "Je t'aime! je yeah. t'aime! she was like. It's not horrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I love it. I love, I love it. it was that. Awesome. I like that. I um bought a four wheeler. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, because we want toys when we move out to the ranch. Uh,
1: God, you are sounding more and more.
0: Like a Waco, Texas right. believer. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, well, also for utility purposes, if we've got to do stuff around the the, the ranch. Um, now, we, we've we been talking about getting one, and I saw one pop up, and l- let me tell you this story. Uh, man, the guy says, all right, it's in great condition, and it's a decent price, right? So I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, great, I mean, it's in good condition, right? And decent price. And he says, I'm getting rid of it because I, when I wrecked it, I had a pretty bad accident, and I had to have major facial reconstructive surgery. You'll see when you get here. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? And sure enough, and I mean the guys, guys, awesome, right? And Great, but so we got that four wheeler. Um, been moving. Uh, I babysat, uh, some kids while my uh, wife and and their mother went to a uh, festival here in town. Uh. They're friends of the family, Ew, though, so the kids that's just the played. Worst. They're friends of the family, so the kids just played. Although that's where my son—I told you—we've talked about my son and his smart assery. Yeah, before. it's
1: great. Swim Trunk.
0: Swim trunks. Let me tell you what swim trunks has done. Two, two stories here. So while he's playing with his friends, uh, him and the girl are in the closet. Right. So I'm going. Yes! Wait a I go. Wait a, minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Now this is not where it's going. This is not going where you think it's going. But this Shit. where I immediately thought. You know. So I go open the door and I was like what are you doing and they're just sitting there with like paper and pencil and they're like they're like we're playing hospital do you have anything that hurts and I went my brain hurts and my son said probably because it's too big like your forehead <laughs> I was like the fuck do you just say to me man <laughs> and just shut the door and let them continue playing uh the next thing is the next day I'm walking down to him right and I go to sneak up on him scare him and he looks at the last second and he goes I felt something coming and i went you felt the intimidating presence of the almighty and he says no more like a loser who's trying to scare his kid cuz he has nothing better to do and I, said, <laughs> I said i said i said i said i resent the loser part <laughs> <laughs> that's right? a great line right. good for him right. swim drunk so there's a snapshot into how my life works all right oh, uh, so that. we've that's had awesome. a lot of we've had a lot of wrestling man Wrestling. Let's talk about some a good wrestling. Week.
1: Yeah, let's get into the three Ps.
0: Let's do it. Explain what the three Ps are.
1: The three P's are uh three items that I give you that occurred over the last week to be positive about. Because uh if you are a longtime listener, you know I can be easily negative about anything in life, specifically pro wrestling. So I have chosen because of um feedback from our listeners and our other co-hosts that I should be positive. And I also think I should be positive. So I'm giving you and me three things to put a smile on your face that happened in this week in pro wrestling. Typically it, it centers around WWE. I try uh to get, you know, the ROHs, the impact wrestling, the new Japans uh of the world, They're you know, due time as well or due uh uh, noted uh, mm-hmm. things like that, but <laughs> right, you know, whatever. Those um, things. wrestling, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, but here, there, the three P's. I like this. P one after I stumbled through that introduction. P one now, God bless America. We're only we were only on night one, and they took this beef. From Raw to Twitter, which just tells you that they're both invested into it. But it's the segment between Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman. God, how good was that? Amazing because Paul Heyman does his, you know, hey. This is an awesome promo, and this is why you should be excited about this matchup, right? You're the worst-case scenario because of the damage that you can do to my client. But remember, Brock Lesnar can do that same amount of damage to you, even though you're the right-hand of destruction. Yada, yada, yada. It's fucking awesome, right? But then Samoa Joe gets, like, fucking serial killer rapey on him and puts him in a corner. Yeah. And it's like, I want you to describe the pain well, and suffering you're going to go through
0: well, and, and then fucking chokes him out. But, and no mic, like he just starts yeah. talking to him. That was the best part even. I think, yeah, just, Oh, that was great. And that was unique. Yeah,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't uh, in the mic. I'm talking to you. Everyone can hear. It was a real, like, okay, so now that the segment's over, this is the real shit mm-hmm. and I'm going to fucking hurt you. And I know that you need to tell Brock Lesnar. How bad this hurts oh. and it was like and then they even do a follow-up with when paul Heyman's in the uh training mm. room which was i don't know why you're being choked but anyhow uh and then he goes and he shows the phone and it says brock in all yeah. caps which that was a great little yeah. tidbit is all caps but and then he calls and he's like i'm coming next week like fuck yeah who knew that a stopgap feud because we all know that it's braun Strowman. and and Roman Reigns that are going after Brock, but this stopgap feud is going to steal the show.
0: Yeah. Fuck that Samoa
1: Joe. Fuck that Paul Heyman.
0: If these guys can work well together, they're just going to muscle throw each other around. They're just going to – it's going to be great. I'm excited.
1: Imagine the fucking suplexes and the power that Brock Lesnar knows he's going to have to bring to throw a 300-pound fucking tub of Samoan goo Samoa Joe fucking around the ring, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. I'm excited. All right. P two. It's a table of three. Or is it table of three or table four three? Table four three. Table four three. The table for three. Now I did this last week with the Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, Michael Hayes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they hit another home run. Randy Orton, Rick flair Bruno San Martino. Say what? Say what now, I will give them this little bit of criticism, but it was no one's fault. But there were a couple different times when Ric Flair and Randy Orton were like, yeah, remember back in those days? Mm. And then Bruno was like, no, I wasn't there. Yeah. I wasn't in evolution. You know what I mean? So, but that's no one's fault. Right. Right. But Orton and San Martino connected really well because... Orton played the facilitator to this whole conversation, right? Like, he was the one who was like, I got you a question. I got you a question, okay, right? Okay, I got you. And so he did really well. And then, you know, Ric Flair will tell a story at the drop of a hat. And then Bruno San Martino even, like, dug deeper into, you know, the years that he lived uh, in uh, Italy. I believe it was Italy, right? I don't know. I believe is it Italy. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was oh, flying like his America. youth
0: and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before, sure. Right.
1: Yeah, before he came to America, right. and he like dug a little deeper into you know uh, what that was like, how horrible it was for his mother, and you know the Nazis that took over uh, the part of the country he lived in. It was fantastic. So that was P two. Keep hitting those home runs for table for three. Loved it. <sniffs> Loved it. All right, and then P three is the new wrinkle. In the Enzo and Cass story. I like this, Mm -hmm. right? So now Cass gets jumped and they say, did you see anyone? And he doesn't see anyone, but he grabs Enzo's chain that's laying next to him and hands it to Enzo. And then on top of that, Enzo gets a win with Big Show, who does not as good, but just as serviceable of a Cass Mm -hmm. as Cass. Right. And then Cass looks at Big Show, and now we have a new suspect. So yeah. is it The Revival? Is it Enzo? Is it Cass? Is it, it Big Show? Who knows? Who? I love that. Who? 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 So three Ps. Raw right now. Uh, maybe it's because the bar is so low. However, fuck yeah. Good Raw, job, yeah, has got too. some
0: interesting storylines going and We'll delve more into that when we get into Tweet the Table. But first, we're here to talk about the news right some of the hottest topics of the week we love to break them down kind of go over them. some of these stuff that you'll find on the dirt sheets there's obviously plenty more but we're just gonna pick four yeah mm, you go right. first all right i will go first and you know we didn't uh, uh we're both in the midst of a move we had this interview going super busy at work so normally we have some funny headlines and stuff but we're not gonna have that this time hey Cause... if you want funny headlines donate a dollar yeah donate a dollar all right, WWE is planning to hold live events in the United Kingdom twice a month after the UK Championship Series officially kicks off. Uh, top stars that were featured on the series recently signed new deals. Uh, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet was the first to report the news. The current plan is to shoot the television show every six weeks and for the live events to run every other week in the UK. Huh? Look so- at Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's just, I've never heard of a deal that he has... I mean, he, I don't know what kind of money he's making, but he has to be making a shit ton of money. And I say this for this reason. So now he's in the WWE UK, right? He's already mm-hmm. the first ever WWE UK champion, right? Right. So now, you know he probably got a new contract with this new development in the UK series, right? Yep. Or whatever special. I don't know what we're calling it. Sure. but Programming. The WWE UK programming. Right. Well, he's also on Progress, right? Yeah. The promotion... Uh, started by a stand-up comedian and his friend, that's just killing it right now mm-hmm. with uh, Dunn and Riddle and all those other guys. And then he's in another promotion called OTT, which is over the top, which is based, I believe, in uh, Dublin,
0: mm. Ireland. Wow. I mean, think of that. And the kid's only uh, like 20, right? Like, I mean, he's, he's like 20. A... Yeah. And now he
1: looks like he's 43, but he's 20. Yeah. And it's just incredible. Like make that money, Tyler. Good for you.
0: He's doing it. And this is where WWE is trying to go. They're going to have, they're going to set up shop in UK and try to run that all the time so that the people in the UK network have more incentive to watch the network. Right. And buy the merch and all that stuff. So they have their own little UK thing in addition to the big show in in the U S stuff. And then India will have one like this is WWE's long term plan. I feel like to be setting up around the world with these deals that they'll air on the WWE network and they're yeah, just feeder promotions. Truly the World Wrestling Federation at that point. Yeah. Right?
1: And then that's when I think you need to hopefully like I love I love the idea of two shows with two different champions because it gives you a reason to tune in to each show specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's weird that if you had one champion, they bounce around. It's like, well, I like him better on SmackDown. I wish he would just stay there. And then when he goes on Raw, I hate it or or whatever, right? However, I I hope they do some type of like, like when they do Night of Champions, it should only be the heavyweight champions. So it's the UK champion. It's the NXT champion. It's the Universal champion. It's the WWE uh, World Heavyweight champion. And that's the tournament. (laughs) Tag team champion. What's that? Oh, so you're going to do a tournament? Yeah, just a tournament of champions. It's the night of champions.
0: So who's the champion of champions?
1: Right. So it's a king of the ring, but the king of the ring participants are only WWE champions. I like that. That's a cool idea, right?
0: That is a cool idea.
1: I like that. Yeah. I I got got a little chills
0: thinking about it. All All right, right, let's go to number two. All right, let's do that.
1: A little bit of sad news here. WWE Hall of Famer Harley Race has broken both legs after a Ooh. fall in his home in Troy, Missouri on Tuesday. Uh, Race sustained a fracture to his right femur and suffered breaks in his left fibula and tibula as well as a spiral break of oh. his left ankle.
0: That means Jeez. it like turned when he was... yeah.
1: Oh my God. The, w- the WWE Hall of Famer required emergency surgery to relieve the swelling in both legs late Tuesday night. Uh, he was sub- subsequently uh, required four blood transfusions and underwent surgery on Friday to reset the fractures. Jesus, the oh. older you get, the harder that shit is when you just fall. God damn. So, uh, well, fall is what uh, killed Dusty Rhodes. What's that? Fall is what killed Dusty Rhodes. I know. That's what I'm saying. So this is really scary news. So uh, Spanish announce table, and I assume all of our listeners are wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, a little bit of sad news, but I mean that's what happens, unfortunately, as you get older. So uh, the best news is that uh, he is, this, you know, is comfortable and keeps is this, on kicking around.
0: Is this another testament to how tough uh, he is? That's how have Ray says. we've heard it all the time. They read off the stuff he said again, or that he did again, like a spiral okay, fracture of it. Yeah, Ray sustained a fracture, a fracture to his right femur, uh-huh.
1: and suffered breaks the upper in his left, one, right, right, and right. suffered breaks in his left fibula and tibia, as well as a so spiral fracture, f- right in the yeah as well as a spiral break of his left ankle. I didn't even know what that meant until you described it right then. Because well, like, I'm was assuming that's what that has to
0: mean, yeah, right? Like it has that, to be. That, that that's what, oh.
1: And if you want more stories about how tough Harley Race is, as I mentioned in my three Ps, the table for three with Ric Flair, Bruno mm-hmm. San Martino, and Randy Orton, Flair tells some fucking awesome stories about Harley Race. I so imagine. check that out. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I hope he gets well soon. We'll move on to another one. According to a new study done by Magna Global for Sports Business Journal, the median age of wrestling television viewers has almost doubled. Since the year 2000, the age of the professional wrestling television viewer, which was 28 years old then, uh, has risen now to a median age in 2016 of 54 years old of the 25 sports covered in the study which used data from this study uh, or excuse me from the 25 sports using data in the study wrestling saw the biggest increase in median age deadspin picked up the story though dave Meltzer tweeted that the premise is accurate but the current average sounds high raw and smackdown are still in the 40s there's still something here though they're not attracting younger viewers
1: but they write for a younger audience, which I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if your audience because well, they're is trying older,
0: to get the younger audience and it's not working.
1: I, I've talked. You know, we've talked about this before, but the younger crowd will go to the cool things. You don't. This isn't Disney, right? Like, this isn't all just for kids, right? Right. Wrestling and pro wrestling and WWE, even more specifically to that. Was a catch all, right? So they try to catch everything. But if you want to be cool, do what you
0: do is cool. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like Do what you do kid, well with some flavor and you'll be cool.
1: Like the Attitude Era, kids watched. Yeah. But it wasn't written for them. Right. Because the worst thing you can tell a kid is, This is for you. You know what I hated the most yeah. as a kid? Is yeah. when when I was like 12, 13, 14, and like for Christmas or or birthdays or just whatever type of gifts I would get, and it was like four teens books. I was like, fuck this. This is stupid. Yeah. I don't want to be a teen. This I want to be a sucks. fucking adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get to it, you, you you want so bad to be an adult and be taken serious, but then when you get an adult, you're like, fuck this. I wish I was a kid. But anyhow,
0: when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want things pre-teen or no. for me. But – and here's the problem. We were led to believe that the entire PG era was for that reason, to get the new young crop of viewers. Well, that clearly failed. So now what? Are we going to be subjected to another yes. PG era? Like, and, but like what? It just when it, we have a huge amount of talent that could do the opposite, right? We, they've got the best, coolest wrestlers in the world right now. Easy. Pretty much all of them. Yep. 95% of them. So they could be having the coolest wrestlers smoothest hippest thing which they kind of do in nxt uh you know like b- but they're just not producing that and i, and I don't know I, i'm yeah, at a loss for and me. i
1: I think it's, you know, you know I always look to Raw when I'm saying this, but it's a catch-all, right? So, hey, we need comedy, Enzo and Cass. Bur, 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 da, 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 da. Hey, we need something spooky, Bray Wyatt. Hey, there, I got the buzzards, right? And then, hey, we just need that, you know, marketable, good-looking guy, Roman. And it's like, goddamn, man, stop doing this for everyone thing and just focus in on, this is fucking cool. Right here. This shit. Boom, 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 boom. Kevin Owens cuts a promo. Nakamura fucking humps a violinist. I don't know. But, like, do some cool shit. That's all I'm saying. Let them be cool. Or let them be fucking dorks and get fired. I don't know.
0: I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. All
1: right. This is a eyebrow-raising story, in my Mm. opinion. So there's not much to it. Trailblazing. Trailblazing. Right, but it eyebrow makes raise. me go. Hmm. <laughs> well, it, well, I only I have a unibrow, so right. I, it's just an eyebrow raise. Eyebrow raise, right? Yeah, there's no eyebrows. Right. Anyhow, so check out this. No update on Daniel Bryan's WWE return. Yeah. There is no official update from WWE on when Daniel Bryan will return to his GM role on WWE TV. He is home with wife, Bree enjoying family time with their new daughter, and he posted a workout video this week, and so he's obviously being uh, social media conscious. However, and I know th- there's not much to speculate right now, right? Because typically, you know, there's a, a, a period of time where the mother stays home with the newborn child, a maternity leave. Now, she's retired, so I don't know what that really is, but You know, he also can do that because of his situation in the company. Mm -hmm. However, he has made uh, mention many of times that he wants to wrestle again, and he's just waiting out his contract. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like, even though he might have a great time, and we love him, love him on Talking Smack, Mm -hmm. and as the GM, I don't know if he loves to do that. So yeah, I don't think he does. Maybe he just goes. How about I just wait this contract out while I watch this uh, child uh, grow up?
0: Hey, I'll retire from all of it. Right. And then, oh, you mean that contract was done? Maybe I'll come out of retirement in... Oh, New Japan just called? Oh, 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 shit. Oh. Well, I am retired. All right, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, so I'm not... Contractually obligated to WWE anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was just gonna stay home uh, with my child and you know be a great father. But I guess if New Japan wants me to wrestle Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome,
0: I guess I'll For do the it. Title. All right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Let's see what happens in due time. Let's take a break now. Make sure you keep sticking with us through these breaks, too. So, up next, we've got Tweet the Table, which is a fun interactive segment. We'll explain more when we come back. But then after that, we've got that great interview we told you about when we started the show with Maverick, the new NWL STL champion. It's awesome. But Tweet the Table's next, and that'll be when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And Daylight Savings Time was created to save energy, but it actually increases
1: residential energy use instead. (laughs) ha ha!
2: trendingtopicsnetwork.com Hey, what's up? It's WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler here and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network.
0: so 202 of the spanish announced table the real spanish announced table this good old american bread and raised and that means the same thing but american version of the spanish announced table
1: come on with
0: it hell yeah. yeah i
1: don't
0: know what them canadian sat potters do up there well down here we make money for this company i don't know what the fuck you do all right all right <laughs> that was a great story all right oh, that was a great story <laughs> T-Mac, it's Tweet the Table. This is where we get the, the heart of the fans, right? The heart of the listeners, right? What's on your mind? What are you feeling about wrestling? And we do that by Tweet the Table. You go on your Twitter machine every time you have any kind of wrestling thought, opinion, feeling, idea, concept, whatever. You hashtag Tweet the Table and you tell us about it. And we're going to read the very best of them. The right here? The cream of the crop. Right here. Right where?
1: Right here, right here. Right when? Right
0: now. Oh, my goodness. At Theo75 says, next week on Raw, Miz gets sued on live TV by the guy in the bear suit. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag face. How fun was that?
1: That was great.
0: I like that. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was Dean Ambrose, too, once they started talking. I was like, okay, so nobody got the bear Dean Ambrose. And then he starts punching him, and I'm like, oh, this is getting good, right? This is getting but
1: good. But I still want to know who got the bear.
0: Do what? Yeah, who got so, the bear? Well, Dean I Ambrose still had know to who it. got the bear. Dean Ambrose had to get the bear, I guess.
1: So then the guy should sue Dean Ambrose <laughs> for a bad working uh, environment.
0: So the Miz now, seven-time Intercontinental Champion, second only to Chris Jericho at nine. Is it time to get Miz back in a world title picture here? Miz is doing the best work. It was on SmackDown.
1: Not on Raw. There's way too many guys ahead of him.
0: God. So, I mean, geez, man. But are we wasting some of his best work then? Yeah. I think he should go
1: back over to SmackDown. I agree. And I think he should be the champion on SmackDown. Not to say that he doesn't deserve it on Raw, right? Like, right now, as far as hitting his stride and just knocking out home runs Mm -hmm. each and every week, yeah, he's doing better than Seth Rollins. He's doing better than Bray Wyatt. But from a. I don't know, legacy or credibility standpoint right now, it just seems like those guys are ahead of him. Just oh, yeah, the position they the they Well,
0: they're, they're, right now they're trying to get over Finn Balor and Reigns and Samojo and uh, who else we got going around in here. You know what I mean? So it's just they're trying to – and Seth Rollins has got to do something, right? So I feel like it's a little overloaded on Raw, especially yeah. at least that would be preventing him from moving up. However, I mean – has a
1: Seth Rollins ever held the Intercontinental Championship? Nope. I, I know he held so. the United States. So, you know what I mean? Maybe shuffle these guys. That, maybe shuffle Finn Balor.
0: Yeah, why isn't he winning the IC just, title?
1: Yeah. I mean, why does he... I get that he was the first universal. He never lost. It's uh, like a dick. Yeah, but, but so like, on. you go down. Miss comes yeah, up. Right. Yeah.
0: You know? Exactly right. I would have no problem with that. At Lady Undertaker says... Love Samoa Joe describing to Heyman what he's going to do to him. Deadly whisper hashtag tweet the table. All right, this match is going to be fucking great. It's just going to be a brutal slugfest. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be fun. It's going to be
0: so fun. And I even loved Samoa Joe's whole promo, like even how it started before Heyman got involved, when he's like, here stands a man that doesn't fear Brock Lesnar. He's like, I mean, I can't. Fear him because I idolize him so much, right? Like I, I want everything he has. I want his fucking this. I want his that. I want his title, right? Like I mean, just all right. God. I it was want great. his advocate, right? Love you it. know what I mean? Like that was so great. Yeah, I loved all of that. At we got two people on this one. At oh yeah, and this is good. Cool. We got two people on this one because I want the dichotomy of this and see where you align on it. Okay. At Katie first, lady <laughs> says. Everything about Extreme Rules was great, except for the women's title match. Hashtag tweet the table. And at W I R W-I-R-Cata says, I didn't really feel that Extreme Rules pay-per-view as a whole, to be honest. Great ending to the main event, though. Hashtag tweet the table. I kind of f- feel more like Cata feels with Extreme Rules. I don't Rules.
1: know. I
0: think mm-hmm. if I was,
1: you know, gun to my head, what do you like uh, as far as those two? I think I would favor a little bit more towards um, – Katie, just because of what the pay per view was right now. If that was WrestleMania, uh, fuck off. Yeah, that right, one wasn't as true. good. But for a pay per view, yeah, that was everything was good except yeah. for that fucking women's match.
0: God, no, that was terrible. <laughs> that was Bailey,
1: really I mean, just ask for your release because they don't fucking give a shit about you.
0: Yeah, what? Why did you book all this to still have her pull up lame and not do it? and she's afraid
1: of a fucking stick yeah like i don't i saw her throw bait or i saw her
0: throw sasha banks into a barricade as hard as she could kata tweeted this i didn't include this you know just because you know we've got a we can't include them all at some point but uh he even said wait a minute so bailey got into wrestling to not hurt people like this makes zero sense
1: well, I understand the like physicality, right? Like, hey, I'm not in this to injure people sure. and, you know, permanently Assault scar me. them for life, right? right? I'm in this for competition and to know who's the best. Baby face, right? I get that. However, okay. you have no legs to stand on when I've seen you do yeah. worse things than hit a person with a stick. With a stick. You're afraid of wood?
0: Yeah. Uh, your husband
1: uh, might need to be talked to.
0: A slotted stick, even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. At Mr. Fourth Row says, did Ellsworth say money in the bag? Talk about being a stunard. Hashtag tweet the table. Well, it's, it's you know, it's him. Uh, man, Ells, Ellsworth's just still good. Like I, You know what I mean? This is a fun experiment because I was like, how long is Ellsworth really going to last around here, right? But he keeps finding ways to be entertaining to me. And I like him. I like him. Yeah, I think he's in a perfect
1: role with no chin and no future, just yeah. to be annoying. But yeah, and- yeah, and
0: that's it. We all know, like nobody's like, "Oh man, we got to give Ellsworth a run with the IC title now." Nobody's thinking nope. that. Not even Ellsworth. Ellsworth's just like, "You guys are still letting me come here, right? Awesome." <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I, I bet that's literally what he says every week. Right, like at catering, he grabs a piece of chicken and is like, "This is free." Like- <laughs> i'm I st- winning i can still <laughs> like, eat this
0: right yeah
1: you know like, i bet you he loves it every oh, single time every
0: time he probably wakes up with a fucking boner and a smile at the yeah. ice man <laughs> forever I'm not somebody. even thinking of a woman or a man right it's <laughs> just like hey it's another day all right at the ice man forever says those feathers alicia fox brings to the ring make it look like she just skinned an ostrich hashtag tweet of the table alicia fox man
1: well, you know what she could do with those uh, feathers mm. is put it on that forehead that fucking shines so bright and cover that shit up.
0: <laughs> Shine so bright. All right. At the 075, TJ Perkins was a crappy champion and is still a crappy wrestler. This gimmick sucks, and I'm taking a burrito break. Hashtag tweet the table. He's not a crappy wrestler. Yeah. He's not a I crappy wrestler at all. He is high
1: level as far as just performing an in-ring match. But this fucking, whatever we're calling it, is bullshit. Yeah,
0: this, yeah. At Kenny first.
1: He, his promos are so unrelatable.
0: Yeah, well, and he's just, yeah. There's no Has character he never talked? here. The only character insight we got to tj perkins in this wwe run is brian kendrick used to cruise by the school and pick him up to fondle him that's all we've got so far as to who the fuck right. this guy is oh and he likes video games like great cool so does, you're so does, xavier
1: what you're a right. light-skinned xavier woods right fucking yeah. awesome
0: right only guys don't invite you to fuck their girlfriends so i well, maybe yeah. they do i don't fucking know but <laughs> you know what i mean right 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 wait there it is <laughs> right? Throw that in there. all right at kitty first lady says well clearly mr t attacked big Cass with that gold chain i knew it hashtag tweet the table good reference it's mr t man he did it for his mom i don't
1: know does <sighs> does like a chris mercado know who mr t is
0: well, he probably knows that he loves his mama, but that might be it. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he went back and watched some old uh, – probably not. The, I think you know who Mr. T is. Maybe not. I guarantee you my son would not. Now, there's an age difference, obviously, between Chris Mercado and my son. But
1: You think uh, a high school senior would know who Mr. T maybe is? Maybe
0: not. Maybe That's not. Great. God damn it, we're old. Right? Fuck off. <laughs> time you'll fuck off time mr t they'll be like who the fuck is that yeah. at balitosis x says Corey graves making a mean girls reference on raw dude is the right kind of nerd and at b underscore double underscore d says damn that must be one hell of a dick pic that graves keeps showing angle hashtag tweet the table <laughs> it's one hell of one man it's got to be a huge
1: But why would they keep looking at it? (laughs) Well, I mean, if
0: it's that big, you're impressed. You know what I mean? Hey, I know we looked at this uh, a week ago, but dude, look at it again. You you might be confused. I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Why is there so many veins? I I don't have that many veins in my penis. Why is there so many colors on this thing? All right. (laughs) Why does it look like Neapolitan ice cream? Why is it a still photo, but it looks like it's moving? (laughs) that's all they're talking about that's all that's going yeah, why, on why why and then they why? start a why chant <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> Katie first lady says so not only does Lana make her debut on Smackdown Live before Rusev she gets a title match and money in the bank she'll win right hashtag tweet the table I hope so God. how fucking cool would that be and I wonder if they know something we don't, right? I mean, she's word is she'd been training, so maybe you know she's going to come out and, and at least be solid, right? So who knows?
1: However, if she won, right, and no other title changes took place, uh, fill fill everyone in about uh, the champions.
0: Yeah, it was some somebody on Twitter. It was uh, you know like a a blog or some sort had pointed out. That Naomi is the only face WWE champion right now. So you have what? You have Brock. You have Jinder. You have uh, the IC is Miz. US is Owens. The tag teams are Usos. And who's the other ones? Uh,
1: the Standard or whatever they're calling uh, the Cesaro bar. and Sheamus. The yeah, Bar.
0: The Bar. <laughs> the Bar is actually
1: not bad, right? Just it drinking? is,
0: but every time I like try to... Th- yeah, if it was The Bar... But yeah. it's the bar. All right. Uh yeah. I mean, and I even started thinking, I was like, well, hell, even in NXT, well, then like yeah, Neville. Uh even in NXT, you've got the authors of pain, and you've got Asuka, which is, you know, depends on who you ask, I suppose. Right. And then Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Right. Naomi. That's it. <laughs> Only face champion. Weird. Uh it is odd to see that, you know, that she's got this title match. So I'm a little interested to see where this goes.
1: Well, and also because they don't know how to write for uh, – it's always been a promotion, WWE, of the babyface chasing, right? That's all they know how to write. They don't know how to write – well, I mean they wrote their greatest storyline with the babyface as the champion, but still he was trying to overcome the evil boss. Mm -hmm. However, other than that storyline, it's always been – the baby face is coming to get the title yay, yay.
0: Underdog. at Theo 75 says moron fans you need to stop booing Neville versus Austin is a great match uneducated unwashed blasphemous tits hashtag tweet the table
1: blasphemous tits I like that
0: uh, uneducated unwashed blasphemous tits hashtag tweet the name table name your sex tape uh, what do you think of this match Thought it was forgettable. Yeah, me too. Uh, And I'm just surprised they didn't have Austin win the title. I'm a little, what do you do with Austin now? I like that. Keep it fucking going, right? The only way you
1: legitimize a king is by he fucking winning all the time. King of the cruiserweights.
0: yeah. Right. Make him fucking king. True. All right. At Dapper Gent 2. This is the second Dapper Gent. Says, super pumped for the women's ladder match. Not so much for the Kendo stick on a pole match. Hashtag tweet the table. I know. I was super excited thinking I was like, hey, I'm going to watch uh, game one, right? And then, Or was it game two? It was game two. And then I'm going to watch Money in the Bank. And then I was like, ah, shit, it's Extreme Rules. <laughs> and I was like something like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely watching game two. <laughs> and then watching yeah, Extreme Rules. Hmm. Which
1: both were as bout of competitive as <laughs>
0: yeah. matches. Yeah. Gosh, putting a clown suit on him. All right. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Jesus Christ. Sasha yes. dances like every drunk white girl at last call. Hashtag tweet the table. Every I think girl. she's okay.
1: Well, she starts off very drunk. <laughs> she also like, like, like the
0: drunk girl at last call, too. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I didn't you know, man. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think she starts off. Yeah, like Drunk Girl, right? Like, right. hey, I'm pulling you in, uh, and yeah. then I'm going to mime. I got a I'm rope. Stuck, <laughs> I'm stuck in a box, right? Like, yeah. she starts off really bad, yeah. but then she realizes, like, no, I can fucking dance. I can and actually then, dance, and then she okay. walks
0: pussy first and just gets to work. Well,
1: speaking of pussy first, the one picture they always show about her <laughs> dancing with, uh, with the old crackhead Billy Bob on the train is... Is her grabbing her vagina. Look at any picture. <laughs> okay. It's always just like, ooh, look at it, And it's like... Pussy first. They know. They listen. They know.
0: They know we know about the pussy. <laughs> they know we know about the pussy. We, yeah, we know. Speaking In of the- pussy first, that's a phrase you just <laughs> muttered on this show. Yeah. <laughs> at The Iceman Forever says... So no makeup for Finn? That's a letdown. I always dig his entrances. Hashtag tweet the table. And at B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Wait, let's go back. Hold on. Yeah. That is, Or, or is this about the same thing? What? You're, you're yeah, it's about tweet. the same thing. Okay, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, was it just me? Or did the announcers and promos spend a decent amount of time shitting on Finn Baylor tonight? Hashtag tweet the table.
1: Yeah, what in the fuck i don't it's now even more confusing because anthony uh shark bait fucking uh ben is his favorite guy right it's the background on his phone right he listens to it every time he trains when he's sparring or doing jiu-jitsu like ben's his fucking ready for his
0: debut at nwl this saturday
1: this saturday yes but uh back to finn I didn't get it. I was like, I don't fucking get this guy. What is he? And then he explained it. And I guess I I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Because he said, look, Finn, no makeup is regular season game, right? Mm -hmm. But then when it's playoffs, it's all out demon time painting up. Right. And I go, that's pretty fucking whack. But I guess that makes sense, Right. right? Save money on makeup. Well, and then, you know you you go a hundred percent when you need to go hundred yeah, percent, right. right? True. However, this was a number one contenders match yeah. to face the champion. Yeah. No makeup. No makeup. Fuck off, Finn.
0: I think he forgot it.
1: I think they forgot it. He was like, "Hey guys, anyone put a makeup on me? Oh man, I gotta I gotta put together." Uh, Uh, We're really highlighting
0: gold dust right now, so it's taking extra time to fucking. We've got to put this extra layer of gold lacquer on his fucking face. All right. At Lady Undertaker says, The more I see. God damn it, we've got to put another fucking gallon of paint on gold dust. It's like 96 again. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. And the glitter is all fucking over me. At Lady Undertaker says, The more I see of Shinsuke Nakamura, the more of a fan I become. Mesmerizing. Hashtag tweet the table wow yeah
1: a lot of people aren't liking it they're feeling a little underwhelmed which i told you is the theory of what i said about nakamura's character right mm. there he's you two now yeah. regardless of what you think he plays well on the special show but when you're in poughkeepsie
0: yeah. who gives a fuck he's but- really good when there's a large crowd and they all want to go whoa you know I <laughs> like it's just you know? Well, and he delivers a great
1: match when it's needed too. Yes. When it is on that scale of a hundred thousand in yep. Dallas or whatever it is, he's like, "Fuck yeah, you want to see some cool shit." Look at my but kick. when it's a when it's a tag match and it's him and Sami Zayn versus Corbin and Owens, it's kind of like, "Oh, uh, you're you're, yeah. ta- you're talking with your mouthpiece in Nakamura. You're yeah. doing that again. No one does that. Yeah. No one talks with a mouthpiece in."
0: Yeah, well, he does. At the Iceman Forever says, Can someone please explain to me why the next pay-per-view is called Great Balls of Fire? Hashtag tweet the table. Well, you saw the logo, it looks like a dick, too.
1: Yeah, it, one, it's a rib. It's a rib. And two, he's old, and Jerry Lee Lewis is probably, like, prime high school years for him.
0: Do you think... This is some kind of like, that's like, yeah, do you think there's some kind of like, God damn it, I'll name whatever the fuck I, I'll name something Great Balls of Fire and get it over. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll be like, no, you can't name it Great Balls of Fire. And be like, God damn it, watch me. You call up the fucking, you know, tell them to change bad blood into fucking Great Balls of Fire right now. And they'll be like, right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think like, that's exactly yeah. it.
1: I think we just literally said the meeting to pitch this pay-per-view right there.
0: Right. This is exactly how it went down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, you know, like when Jon Stewart was leaving The Daily Show, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: His last week of shows, he did one segment where he didn't say a word. He just made noises and gestures, right? And yeah. he went, hmm? mm-hmm. huh? eh? Pointed at this, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the segment was over, and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then he came back from commercial, and he goes, so I've been here for 15 years, and we always thought, could we do a segment where I didn't say a word? And you know what? We just did it. Yeah. And so I think Great Balls of Fire is a lot like that, where yeah. it's like
0: you can't get it over.
1: You know what? Fuck you. Yes, Fuck I can. Yes, Watch I can. this.
0: Yeah, from Vince Goddamn McMahon. All right, <laughs> at Theo seventy five, and I think I'm going to make this the uh, T Mac Story Time tweet of the week. Okay. Okay. Theo seventy five says the Drifters concert is way better than a crappy rock concert. Hashtag tweet the table. What I want the T Mac story time of the week here, T Mac, is fix this drifter storyline. What do you mean? He, they're wanting him to be a rock star. Yeah. But I want you to make this better because this sucks.
1: Oh, does it? I kind of like it.
0: <laughs> this segment's really not getting over very well. <laughs> it's twice now where I've tried to cut in a T Mac story time through the week and you're like, what, well, Okay,
1: the Bailey thing you can't do. All right, I'll try to fix it. The Bailey one though, you can't. Bailey okay. will always be a babyface. All right. Obviously, they confirmed what I was thinking. Okay. Okay. The Drifter thing. Well, first off, I wouldn't just have him in the middle of the ring uh singing. Mm-hmm. Like you you're not a singer, you're a drifter. Yeah, that's
0: not what right? a drifter does. He doesn't get yeah. a, a slot lined up to sing in front of people at at 8:30.
1: Yeah, you're, you're not a traveling musician. You're a drifter. You just right. go wherever you feel, just right? you and
0: your guitar.
1: I would have him do more backstage things where keep him in a city after you left, right? So next week on Raw, they're in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But the last week before that, they were in Philadelphia. So he's in fucking Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> yeah, just drifting. right?
1: Because he's so fucking, like, I yeah. don't go
0: by your rules. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have him. Should he I like?
0: Would... Should he get to the venue by hoboing on a train? <laughs> like, I mean, should he be the drifter? Well, I mean, yeah, but no one rides a train anymore. But <laughs> well, the drifter no one... certainly would by hoboing on a fucking like cargo train.
1: Okay, all right, but this isn't <laughs> the <1930s laughs>
0: they're Running up and jumping There's in a fucking train right over a goddamn I... house.
1: Are you gonna jump in? No, but the drifter would. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, but you know what I would do? Okay, so let's compromise, right? Let's yeah. say that they still want to get this whole guitar thing over. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, then that's what I would do. Have him in the, the week previous, once every other month, right? You're in Pittsburgh, he's still in Philadelphia, and you have him at a local bar, and it's open mic night, and someone does a song, and they clap, and then he grabs the microphone and he goes, "I want to tell you a story about an ungrateful person." And it's about Dean Ambrose, right? Because yeah. I like that feud, right? A, yeah, a crazy I do too. lunatic versus a a weird, quiet kind of keep Drifter. to himself yeah. heel, right? Yeah. So yeah. I like that. But then he, he grabs the the microphone and he goes, "I'm gonna tell you a story about an ungrateful person." And then he starts playing his guitar. And then they boo, right? Boo. Yeah, because he sucks. And the one guy's like this is you're not Johnny cash. Cause that's what a, a reference that right. Vince would like, right? You're not Johnny cash. And then the drifter pulls a Jeff Jarrett smashes the guitar over his head and then leaves the bar
0: slap nuts.
1: Well, it doesn't say that, but it yeah, does. does that. <laughs> so, and then, and then what I would do is then the next week in and Cass, another fucking thing happens where they're both laid out, right? Mm-hmm. Drifter walks by drifter. Why not? Because yeah. who fucking knows? Could right. be him too.
0: Could be the drifter the whole time.
1: I would have him be so random and kept to himself, and even when he like loses what? a match, he doesn't like get upset. He just gets up and drives like, off. I'm not. I'm not done with you,
0: Right. but we're done for tonight. And yeah. then
1: just leaves.
0: When our paths cross again.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I would make him legitimately a drifter, right. where he just goes and. Have him interject in existing storylines, right? So Kurt Angle is flipping out about this phone thing, right? He can't find his phone one week. You know who has it? Drifter. Fucking Drifter. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Is he behind it? it? They search
0: for the whole show and, like, the last 30 minutes, they go, Oh, Jesus, man. And they'd be like, What? Be like, You know. Be like, Oh, Jesus. Be like, You got to go find him. And he's like, oh, man, I don't want to talk to that guy, (laughs) right? And he's like, hey, man, you want your phone or not? And he's got to go find the drifter, and he finds him some random-ass fucking spot. You know what I mean? To get his phone back.
1: Yeah, of course. Or, you know, you you lead to Kurt Angle thinking it was Seth Rollins the entire time to sabotage him. And we are getting a maybe Seth Rollins goes back to heel because of his whole history of the architect and all this stuff, right? So Kurt Angle – goes and angrily you know confronts Seth Rollins backstage and then the drifter walks by and goes excuse me were you looking for this yeah. and he just hands it to him starts strumming his guitar and walks off Kurt Angle's like,
0: and then hey, he like hey I would even like, like, like you looking for this and then he starts drumming he goes your mother says hi <laughs> right and just fucking like right just throwing a quick little and then drift off.
1: Oh. But that was, yeah, that's what I was going with. Is He says, you know, Kurt Angle's like, wait a minute. Hey, come back here. Come back here. And he just exits the door. Yeah.
0: Just has gone. Drifts then, off. Fuck
1: off. And then the next week, that's when Kurt Angle's like, drifter, how did you have my phone? Where did this come out? And he's not in the town. You know why? Because now he's in fucking Vancouver.
0: Right. He's in, he's in an entirely different town. <laughs> yeah. And the beauty is you can shoot that next door anywhere. right yeah. <laughs> you can shoot it next door but yeah. he's in you know mumbai all right let's move on at gentle beast 06 says chompa cut a nice promo hashtag tweet the table yeah that was great you see oh yeah yeah shoot? yeah. i did see that that was yeah.
1: good yeah about how uh um he thought gargano was gonna leave him so mm-hmm. he did it first yeah. yeah very
0: good gonna get replaced I'm, i don't i'm not replaceable or something like that yeah yeah, that was great. At b underscore double underscore, says Bray. Nobody cares. Sorry. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Yeah, this one's done. I feel like it's a shame. Jump the shark. Could have been real I th- good. I,
1: I think the House of Horrors match, jump the shark.
0: Yeah, it was just. Yeah, it felt not thought through enough. Yep. You know what I mean. The concept, when you, on paper, sounds like you could do a lot with it, but they didn't do a lot with it. <laughs> they did a lot. I don't know what they did though. At Lady Undertaker says, "Those newscasts from India are they for real? Did they really announce gender's victory as news?" Hashtag tweet the table. Yes, and this is what we're talking about. WWE's going over there because there—that is the largest consumer of their materials is there in India. So they're going to go start Jeremy drilling Borash, that oil.
1: Yeah. Jeremy Borash even went on record to say like, there's endless possibilities right now in India. Mm-hmm. So everyone's running to that.
0: Yeah. It's not just wrestling. I mean, it's companies, it's everything. Well, if you listen to Jinder Hall uh, talk about, uh, yeah, they absolutely would have announced him as, as the, you know, on news as the champ. Cause when he talks about the great callie when he's on Jericho's podcast, if you listen to him on Jericho's podcast, uh, he talks about the Great Khali and how super famous he is over there in India. He goes, everybody knows who the Great Khali is. He's like even people that don't watch wrestling you know who the Great Khali is. And he says I he, ass- he asserts that the Great Khali is the most famous wrestler in the world. Cuz he says everybody in India knows who the Great Khali is and that's 1.4 billion people. And then there's the, all the people in the US, you know. And so he might be have in the top 5 of most famous wrestlers in the world is the Great Khali. go figure that. India is huge. I would give it, yeah,
1: I'd give it top five.
0: Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's mm-hmm. how many people are there in India, and that's what they're seeing. That's how many people are spending money, and that's how many, oh, it's insane. Insane. And their economy's on the rise. Yeah. It's not just wrestling. There's going to be a lot of Indian influence around the world coming up here. Untapped resources. At Theo75. It says, did they replace Alicia Fox with a better wrestler? Or did she get better at wrestling? Hashtag tweet the table.
1: She's good. I've always thought she was super athletic and, you know, kind of clunky but believable. Yeah. I've always thought
0: she was good. Yeah, what she may be getting better at, too, is like knowing how to tell a story in the match kind of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But she was always athletic yeah. and able to do the moves and, and look believable and stuff. Here. At B underscore double underscore. D! Says, I would have never thought that in 2017... I'd give a damn about gold dust. Boy, was I wrong. Hashtag tweet the table.
1: Love it. Give him that time and he will let himself shine.
0: (laughs) He'll rise to the challenge, you know. know, Just dig in and get a little bit better each day. You know? Yeah.
1: Keep chopping at that
0: wood. Yeah, he'll keep chopping at that wood. He'll just keep slowly moving forward, making progress.
1: That's all you got to do, right. day in, day out. Just stick Get to the fundamentals. 1% better.
0: Yeah, just stick to the fundamentals, right? Just, yeah. At Lady Undertaker If you says, love
1: what you do, you'll never have to work a day mm-hmm. in your life.
0: At Lady Undertaker says, I enjoyed the fashion files noir. Move over, Humphrey Bogart. Hashtag tweet the table. What I don't like about where they're going now is the tele, the telepathic, they can hear each other's thoughts. But I, well, liked but the I like the New Day. In New
1: there. Day couldn't hear it.
0: Right. That was if fun.
1: New could, if New Day could, then I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? Everyone right. hear it. But maybe that's their connection is because they can hear
0: each other. Right. So, and yeah. so, yeah. And I guess it, it might open some more comedic possibilities and stuff. I liked The New Day better in that segment uh, because of things like that when he's like, okay, so it looks like they're doing that thing again. So
1: let's <laughs> we'll get out of here.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they're like, "We're black." I love, I love the little yeah. nuances with Big E white. goes, "We're black," and looked
0: at Fandango yeah. and said, "And white." white. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, and did you like when they were face to face, squaring off? I was like, "God damn, Fandango's looks bigger than Big E now." Obviously, Big E's thicker, right? But I was like, "Shit." Like yeah, it's he's
1: like he an know. athlete. Fondago's a fucking athlete. God Johnny Curtis dude. knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, did you see how I pulled the cat out of there and called him Johnny Curtis? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his WWE name
0: right now. Even though it's <laughs> on the
1: bottom third, but I'm going to say it's interesting.
0: At Theo 75, it says, I really hope old leather with implants does not return to Raw since uh, it's been much better with Kurt Angle. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag cornet face. Here's my guess.
1: This is my official guess. Okay. I think it will be clue upon clue upon clue that it is Stephanie, right? Yeah. Where Corey says, she sent me another text. Who she? Ah, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that, right? Mm -hmm. Clue upon clue upon clue. Kurt Angle goes, if you don't think I'm doing a good job, you come out here and you address me, you know, boss to employee or however he wants to say that, right? And then Vince fucking McMahon walks out, nice. and that's who has a problem with them. I like and that. you know who has Vince McMahon fight for him? Triple fucking H. Uh-huh. And then we have Triple H versus Kurt Angle.
0: That, that would be good. I like that. All right.
1: God damn, you're good at this. God, fuck yeah, I'm good at this shit. <laughs>
0: At GBL, oh, anything else? at G- well, yeah, at GBL three sixteen says hashtag tweet the table rich swan and one half of the mega powers two Sasha Banks hashtag legit boss. So is Sasha here now? Is that what she's doing now, or is this just a thing? Here's how dumb I don't know about that. Here's how dumb
1: the two hundred five purple ropes are. Uh huh. Did you watch that match by the by the way? Did you watch the no. intergender tag team match? No. Okay. Uh, just Google a picture of the match, right? Just yeah. Google a picture. Did you notice the ring color? Nope. Did you notice the rope color? Nope. It wasn't 205 live. Oh. So then why the fuck do we do it for the match? Yeah. You dumb shit. Yeah, it's true. Right now it's intergenders so and nope, it's not 205 live. But, but. Do you see what you're doing with their branding? It makes no fucking sense. It's convoluted. It's just a malarkey of shit. You know, cut it out.
0: Knock it off at the underscore. double. Why
1: can't, why can't Neville eventually? This is what uh, the other thing I don't get. Why can't Neville say, I'm tired of being king of the cruiserweights. Next is the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Why, why is he only saying, well, I guess I got to find TJ Perkins again. Yeah. Like, if you think you've conquered it, move on. Well, or why can't you try to go get both? Yeah. Exactly. Why are we having a match where it's uh Miz or let's just say Dean Ambrose wins it again. Or let's say a babyface wins it. Let's say it's uh Seth Rollins beats Miz for the Intercontinental yep. Championship, right? Why are we not have not having a Intercontinental Championship versus cruiserweight championship match of neville versus seth rollins that'd be fucking awesome wouldn't it it?
0: yeah and think about this if neville gets a it's an on title match right but if neville gets gets the windfall then he gets a shot right he gets a you know he gets a match later against him for the title
1: right right? and now you add credibility to 205 live because you're like well i'm gonna fucking watch this because that guy beat seth rollins
0: yeah he could yeah Right.
1: Stop separating these people like it's a fucking. They're separating them like the fucking clowns that come out of the circus and they all run out of the car. Yeah. That's what 205 Live is. Yeah. There's like, da, 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 look at us, we're running around. And then they get back in the car and drive away. And then you go back to the circus. Yeah, like, that's the what at. they are. Yeah.
0: At B underscore double underscore. D says, the club reduced to already in the ring jobbers. That's sad. Go back to Japan, guys. It's better for you there. Hashtag tweet the table. I agree. Look, we've got other tag teams that can do what these guys are doing right now. And let them go be stars again. You know, where people like them.
1: (laughs) Well, and uh, I'll add that it's only sad for you because I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, I don't even think it's sad. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's sad that somebody else that, you know what I mean, that we might get behind is is there but not getting to do that spot right
1: hey maybe they can go to their true calling of opening up their own body shop right with goldberg
0: at lady undertaker says cesaro and sheamus are raw tag champions again hail to the swiss superman and celtic warrior hashtag tweet the table they should just call themselves that right this is the swiss superman and the celtic warrior i like the bar yeah and they're the bar i have them drink and say that they set the bar yeah, they're the bar. Well, I talked about this European bar-going, yeah, pub-crawling, you know, pub, pub crawling, right?
1: And your fucking viewer, as we uh, touched on in the news, is 55. Yeah. They
0: like drinking. But, and you've got to make them suave and cool a little bit, right? You know what I mean? But then they get in bar fights, and it's easy. It's easy, man. And it's relatable. And then when you break them
1: up, you have Jack Gallagher as Minnie Sheamus.
0: Minnie Sheamus. The mini Celtic warrior. That's the perfect the, gimmick. The little warrior.
1: Yeah. All my little warriors. And then, like, Gallagher is, like, flexing behind him. Yeah! Yeah!
0: At the Rebel Trucker. Final one, T-Mac.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Says, hashtag tweet the table. Now, I don't know what day this was, but this was sometime during this week. But he says, oh, today yep. mm-hmm. is the three-year anniversary. Of T-Mac making one of the dumbest comments ever. And this is when you had said, what, that it was going to be Kane?
1: No, I okay, it wasn't that I wanted it. I will defend myself. <laughs> it was what I thought WWE would do because Daniel Bryan's injury. So I thought at Money in the Bank that Kane would defeat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, which would serve as a transitional champion to get it back to Randy Orton.
0: Yeah, and he said he was going to, if that happened, he was going to drive to yeah. Kansas City and drive his truck so right many. up your he ass. I to
1: drive this. Yeah. And then I made fun of the South, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and you had to apologize. Yeah, that was that was out of line. <laughs> that was out of line. You know. But the driving in the truck up your ass was not. That was well worn. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I get out of my lane a little bit, you know, but I try to get back in. I'm trying to always drive with the flow of traffic, but you know, sometimes I want to switch lanes and fuck
0: some shit up. Shit happens. All right, man. That was tweet the table. This was fun. If you want to play along, remember hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. It's pretty much that easy. Uh huh. Come on with it. Yeah. Do it. So stick around. We've got one last segment, and this week it's an interview with the new NWL STL champion, Maverick, and it's awesome. We've said it a couple times, but we mean it. Really like this interview and can't wait to talk to this guy again. Right? Indeed. Mm, all right. So stick around for that in the next segment of the Spanish Sounds Table, which is on SpanishDownsTable.net. And? Rapper T.I. has prevented two people
1: from committing suicide. Training Topics Network.
0: What they eat.
2: What's up guys, this is Royal. and you're listening to the
0: Spanish, Spanish Nails Tated. little dude love action, T-Mac, you're staring at me like, a, like I'm a weirdo.
1: Well, I thought you always played the same music, and this I do. isn't the music.
0: I do, but we are in a, a, you know, we got this new format now. We're on the third segment. It's not really a second hour-ish, uh, so I'm just doing uh, regular music.
1: Well, we do the interview first, as everyone knows, so yes. it could be in the second hour. You don't know.
0: You know I, I'm sure it will be rolling into the second hour-ish, but uh, you know, we'll mix it up a little I'll bit. i tell you what. i tell you what. Uh, you just the, wanted to hear disco. No, I keep you on your toes, man. I keep you, uh keep you paying attention you've said it a lot of times you you, you don't even half hear when we're doing the show sometimes yeah exactly right <laughs> hey man it's episode <laughs> it's episode 202 we do have another interview and this one is uh, we've been talking to this gentleman we actually interviewed him once and i think i deleted it delete uh because i'm yeah uh, you I'm sh- did not cause, me you because i'm a shitty friend and uh you know and i don't know what i'm doing half the time plus we read up down which man i had, had a few drinks in me that evening so that's how that went but what we've got is the new brand new nwl stl champion maverick this this guy's a how, how do you describe him t-mac other than i mean he's the raging bull i think that fits pretty well
1: yeah and for people who aren't familiar with his uh strength he's so strong that he can eat a steak with a spoon
0: <laughs> there you go. maverick with you with us you know what I'm saying? Hello. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, you there, buddy? Right. Hey, what's up, man? So, man, you, you're you're the brand new holder of the NWL STL Championship. You defeated Todd Letterman, and uh, was it was a three way in this one, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was a triple threat match. Uh, anything goes. It was Todd Letterman and uh, Cornell
0: Douglas right oh so that's some tough competition there what the how what so what does this uh feel like let's 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 get that out of the way you're you're now the champ what is is this a, a sense of pride or accomplishment what do you got going on
2: oh man it's definitely a sense of pride and accomplishment um you know to say the least but uh you know my my number one goal since I came to the NWL was to be champion it didn't it didn't matter if I was on the KC brand or the St. Louis brand you know and I I've said it before, I'm not really big on the whole rivalry thing. You know, I think it's cool, you know, whatever. Each city has their own rivalry, and everyone can pick a side and all that. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm really just looking out for me. And, I, you know, wins and losses for me and not just for St. Louis matter. So, you know, winning this title was a big deal and a big uh, deal for me.
1: Well, talk to us a little bit about how did you get to NWL? So, you're you're on the independent circuit, I assume, and then – now you're the NWL STL champion. So talk us through kind of how that journey happened for you.
2: Um, it all happened really quick actually. Uh, so long story short, I believe it was November around November. Out of a relationship. You know, um, girl who I'd been dating for uh, seven years and, you know, things were very serious and, uh, Basically, you know, everything just ended, you know, and uh, things weren't going right. And it was best for both of us. But um, literally the day after our relationship ended, uh, the, I was contacted by the NWL. And, uh, the you know, they presented me the offer to come move up to Kansas City and, uh, you know, wrestle with the organization. And, um, you know, after deliberating on it and talking to some of uh, some close uh, mentors of mine and everything, uh, it basically just came down to, you know, it was the best move for me. You know, coming here and uh, working with the NWL and trying to get this thing off the ground.
1: So where were you wrestling at before the NWL? Like, were you with another promotion or were you bouncing around? And and, uh, for people who are unfamiliar with your career, where were you? Were you in like the the deep south, you know, of Texas or where were you
2: at there? So I was mainly wrestling in Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Louisiana and Tennessee, um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, because I, I was living in Texas at the time, I was living in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm from. That's where all my family is, and yeah, that's mainly that's where I was working is Texas. But you know, every other weekend I'd be traveling to state
0: to state. So you said this was a uh, uh, kind of a mutual split here. You didn't have to like skip town, and this was an easy way out. This no. Is- <laughs> okay. No,
2: that's- no, nothing like that, man. Uh, you know, I, I I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know. Um whether a relationship ended or whatever, but you know it just it just seemed to be the right decision, you know, you. and uh, everything just fell into place,
0: and so, I'm really glad uh, for the decision I made. So we've talked to a lot of folks you know in the NWL now about how this opportunity arose, and we've talked about the numerous benefits that are even exclusive to nWL, but what stuck out for you when they made this call that made you feel like, okay, this is the right move? Oh.
2: I guess what really—I I was still on the fence about everything, and then I guess when I actually came and checked out the, you know, the corporate office and actually had FaceTime and one-on-one time with people within the company and people who work within the office and saw how passionate they were about this and how passionate they were about the product and how much they wanted everything to succeed and just seeing how everything was run like, you know, a well-oiled machine—it um, really gave me a boost of confidence in making my decision. So. Uh, it was really just getting face to face time with, you know, the people running the ship.
1: You're talking about NWL and how it's, you know, basically a well oiled machine and, you know, a, a very good organization to be a part of. And we've had other guys who are now in the NWL talk about when they started wrestling and kind of that journey of, uh, for example, Jeremy Wyatt. Uh, was first trained uh, next to a snake pit or like it was a a a pet store and had snakes everywhere. So do you have any crazy story (laughs) going from like starting your wrestling career to now being in an organization, like you said, that's well run?
2: Um, Okay, so everything started for me down in San Antonio, Texas, Mm -hmm. and I was trained um, at the Texas wrestling Academy by Rudy boy Gonzalez. So the Texas wrestling Academy is also formerly known as the Shawn Michaels wrestling school. Mm-hmm. But once Shawn Michaels got back into the WWE, what is it? I think 2003, mm-hmm. that's when, um, Rudy boy kind of took over and started running everything and just made it his own. Nice. Um, I trained under Rudy boy for, uh, I believe I trained for about two and a half months, maybe six weeks. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not six weeks. I trained for about like eight to ten weeks before I had my first match. And then uh, I continued to train with him and uh, go on the road with him for my first year in the business.
1: Wow. So well, what was his style like in comparison to, like, what did you take from him that you now see in the ring when we watch you wrestle? Because you're a very strong, athletic you know, super freak kind of athlete, was there other super freak athletes, you know, that you were training with and, and what did you take from Rudy?
2: No, actually there weren't, um, when I first started, uh, and I mean the school now, I mean, there's a lot more, there's a lot more students and everything like that. But when I first started, it was literally me and maybe, you know, three to five other people. And what was crazy is like the first day I started, you know, another guy started with me. And this guy, this kid came in. You know, he's out of shape. Uh, looked like he never, you know, seen a gym before, and everything like that. You know, and what a lot of people do like that. You know, they get in the ring, and it's you know a come to Jesus moment because the stuff we do is it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, a lot of guys started with me and, you know, they would fade out real quick. So uh, guys would last sometimes just maybe one or two days and then they would just quit or guys would last one or two weeks and they would just quit. And uh, you would see people falling off one by one. But um, I think, you know, the best thing about Rudy Boy is uh, he really drills in like the fundamentals and um, really taking pride in the business. You know, he won't even let his students have their first match until they've bought their own boots, you know. And, uh, it's just those kind of old school mentality towards the business and making people appreciate it and make people, you know, really pay their dues. You know, we'd have to put up and take down the ring at all the shows, you know, we'd have to go out and pass flyers, you know, and random places all over San Antonio. Um, just things like that, you know, really helped me get ahead and really helped me, um, grasp. And, um, I guess, you know, what, just appreciate this business more and not take things for granted.
0: That's great. So so man when you yeah. uh, when he sends you out for your first match what's what's the gimmick?
2: Um well, yeah, so my gimmick before coming to the NWO, I was Moonshine Mantel.
0: okay, gotcha.
2: and basically, uh what I did was take uh of uh, one of my best friends came up with an idea. I took his idea and I tweaked it and my made it my own. You know, I went with the Mantel name because uh you know the mantel name is kind of synonymous in Texas, especially with uh you know Johnny and Ken Mantel up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, also you got Dutch, you know, the dirty Dutchman, Dutch Mantel. Man. And, uh, I was always a huge Dutch Mantel fan. Um, so, you know, I adopted the Mantell name, Johnny Mantell gave, you know, gave the blessing. And, uh, yeah, we kind of went from there.
0: Nice. I like that. So how was that first match when, uh, when, you, like you said, you're down there with Rudy's training you and you're going Man. out there, you're nervous. Like, how did that go? First
2: match was, uh, at our gym, where we trained at and everything like that, yeah. south side of San Antonio. And uh, it, my first match was awesome. I was in there with uh, one of the guys I trained with, uh, Alex Rains, uh, good friend of mine. He's in Houston now. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, my first match, I had all my people, you know, all my friends came out, all my family came out. It was, you know, I must have had like 30 to 40 people in the audience just there for me, you know, nice. and it was really cool because, coming out there because they all know how hard I, you know, I wanted this and how long I've been working towards, you know, getting to that moment and everything. It was really cool to have, uh, you know, all my friends and family there to support me. And the match itself was actually pretty good. So uh, it was actually, you know, one of the things when I came through the curtain, you know, everyone was like, that was your first match. You know, that's pretty damn good for a first match. So um, I was very happy that night and it was a very surreal night too. Cause um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of emotions going through. I imagine.
1: Well, going back to the NWL, you know, you're from Texas. Now you're living in Kansas City. You're wrestling for NWL St. Louis. Uh, What's it been like kind of away from your uh, family and friends and out here, you know, in the middle of the country wrestling for a new startup promotion? How's that been for you?
2: Um, I mean, it's been difficult. You know, it's always difficult being away from your uh, family and uh, relatives and just kind of coming out here on the fly and – you know, one day I was planning on you know moving somewhere else in the North Texas area, and the next I'm just like, oh, okay, screw it, I'm going to Kansas City. <laughs> um, this isn't the first time you know that I've been away though, because I my first year in I actually traveled over to Japan. I was over there for two months training, and uh, you know, same thing. You know, it's it's hard being over there, you know, not knowing anyone, but you adapt pretty quick, and uh, you you become friends with everyone else who's uh, out here doing the same thing as you do, and um, You know, through all the hard work and all the training, all the practices and everything, you, you know, you adopt new friends and uh, you become close to those people.
1: So, I mean, man, just kind of on the surface, you've been to Japan, you're from Texas. So you've got all of that, you know, great wrestling history. And now you're here in Kansas City and, you know, we've got some great wrestling history with, you know, Harley Race and the Orton's. Did you grow up a wrestling fan or was this something like that you decided after high school that you wanted to try?
2: uh i grew up a wrestling fan i i was kind of like one of those kids who used to like when when my other friends would mention anything about wrestling i'd be like oh okay why do you watch that fake crap it's all dumb yada 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 and then i actually sat down and i remember i started watching like some of the wcw pay-per-views and stuff with uh, a few of my buddies and i really just I, for whatever whatever it was, it, something about it just drew me in, and I was I was almost hooked immediately. And after that, you know, I just uh, you know I was a huge WCW Mark, big Sting fan, loved the NWO, all all that stuff. And uh, I'd say, you know, it was about the time I was like nine or ten years old that I was like, okay, this is what I really want to do, you know, with my life, and I really want to pursue this.
0: I like that. See, now we're starting to kind of delve into who you are. And I think that's a good transition. I mean, like who you are as a wrestling fan and a wrestler is a this is a good transition into our segment that we like to get a good kind of just good view across the wrestling industry, right? With each of our guests. And we ask them the same five yeah. questions, right? You get the idea. You've seen uh-huh. this kind of this concept before, but we're the Spanish announce table, so we had to call it something cool, right? So we called it All right, this is all in Spanish. You speak Spanish? Uh, see sí. <laughs> You'd be the only one. Oh, oh. All right, <laughs> so. you'd be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, the- do what? You ready I'm for sorry, this? I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you guys said. I got cut off. No, this is fine. No, we're we're just going to run by some quick questions for you and feel free to and please do expand upon the answer. They're not it's not like a rapid fire, right? So when we ask you, you know, okay. uh, the first one, you kind of give us the why also, okay? So, the first one is uh who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oof. Yeah. And we get multiple answers if you can't nail down one, too. This is you know, let's have fun with it.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd have to break it down to, you know, um Mick Foley mm. Chris, and Chris Benoit. Nice. Those are uh, those are probably my two favorite. Uh, Chris Benoit, Just something about his intensity in the ring, and um, it just made you know. Any time he was in the ring, you're like you know, holy shit, this guy's mm-hmm. about to take someone's head off. It didn't nice. matter if he was you know five foot nine. You you know that believability, that credibility was there in every match. And uh, Mick Foley, man, I was I was about the biggest Mick Foley fan you could be growing up. Um, huge fan. I just, I guess, I just. I appreciated what he did with his body and how he told stories that way and uh, his promo work and everything like that. You know, I, I met him. I remember I went to like some autograph signing when I was a little kid and I was going to my first uh, WWE event and, you know, I met him and he was just, you know, this huge guy that's larger than life character, you know, with his mask and everything, mm-hmm. got his autographed, And after that, I was, you know, I was the biggest Mick Foley fan ever. I had an entire room on any, you know, I moved quite a bit growing up at any wall that I had in my room, you know, I'd pick out a certain wall and it would be dedicated to uh, Mick Foley. So I'd have like in the middle of it, I have my, you know, eight by 10 framed with his autograph and all around, you know, the rest of it would just be one big shrine, you know, where there was Cactus Jack stuff, dude love stuff, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I was a huge Mick Foley fan growing up.
1: That's all right, awesome. let's get into the second question now. What is your favorite match of all time? And again, you can have a couple and expand on what whatever match you'd like.
2: Hmm. Favorite match of all time.
1: Actually, we'll do one more too. Since you are a pro wrestler, uh, your favorite match of all time, and then your favorite match that you have wrestled. So we'll give you a two there.
2: Okay. Um, just, okay. Just one of my favorite matches of all time would definitely be, uh, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania. I can't Mm. remember the WrestleMania number, but the first time they met, um, just, I don't, i mean everything in that match just flowed and uh you know just huge Shawn michaels fan undertaker fan and uh what they did was just you know nothing short of you know awesome right and myself um uh, i mean right now i mean the biggest high i've gotten is you know winning the st louis championship man mm-hmm. so if yeah. i had to say anything this match i had this past sunday when i brought the title home
0: yeah i, I that's super awesome so what uh you you kind of did a uh if i'm if i'm Remembering this correctly, you did a kind of you you flipped here, didn't you? You aligned with um, I forget the gentleman's name over there. We don't get to see as much STL over here. Gold. Um, right? I
2: don't know if I would. I, yeah,
0: Drew Gold, and I don't right. know if
2: I'd really you know say it was much of a flip. Uh, what right. I did was make a you know a great business decision. I you know I lost the two title matches I had before without Drew Gold, and you know it's like a damn damn magician. I bring Drew Gold along and mm. abracadabra, you know I'm STL champion. So. Uh, I definitely think uh, – I don't know if I'd call it so much of a switch sure. as, as much as i call it a, you know, the right business decision and the
0: right move for my career. Certainly looks like it's paying off, right? All right. Yeah, well, absolutely. All right, well, let's get into the next uh, pregunta here is, uh Who is your biggest influence? So that can mean more biggest like you – know influence. Like, yeah, like who maybe directly influenced you or also maybe who abstractly influenced you, however you want to answer that. Um, biggest
2: influence is probably my grandfather. Uh, oh, wow. I was raised by my grandparents, you know, my grandparents and my mother, I, I didn't, I didn't, my birth father wasn't in my life and my grandparents uh, kind of raised me just as much as my mom did. And, uh, my grandfather, you know, stepped in the role as my father and he was there to pick me up and take me to all of my practices. You know, he was the one who took me to my first, you know, handful of WWE events. Um, he was the one watching wrestling with me on Monday nights, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he was a tough old bird, man. You know, he had two open heart surgeries, I uh, had a, you know, a list of things wrong with him, um, beat cancer and he, you know, he continued to fight all the way to the end. So, uh, he's my inspiration, you know, he's my, uh, he's my rock and, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for everything he did for me.
0: I have no doubt there's toughness in your family. I think that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's obvious. Clear. Yeah.
1: All right, now we're going to take a left here, and we're going to get to some weird stuff. So here we go. We're going to start with the next Cinco Pergunta. and it is, what is your favorite term in pro wrestling as far as, like, babyface, face, heel, uh, skin the cat, things like that? What's your favorite wrestling term?
2: Hmm. Jeez, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> uh probably i don't know work or lock i don't know we have this yeah. ongoing joke with a lot of the guys here and it's just you know we yell out lock up with me out of nowhere and people just lock up you know in the middle of you know a supermarket or stuff like that so uh
0: <laughs> wait a know, minute we gotta like get some that. stories. that's
2: here. a weird question i don't know yeah. man hold on oh yeah yeah
1: oh yeah we gotta get some stories here have you locked up with a fellow nwl wrestler in a supermarket
2: uh that may or may not have happened
0: (laughs) oh i I wonder what the reactions may or may not have been of the passers-by in the supermarket it's such a man
2: you're just there buying groceries and all of a sudden you know two two bigger
0: guys just are in the middle of the aisle and just locking up with each other in fanny packs no doubt i imagine uh that might have yeah those (laughs) might have been worn
2: too i don't know right
0: could have happened all right well this this last one is it's not even really a question, it's just more of a fun experiment, and it's kind of going to put you on the spot, so so we hope we don't get any heat after this, but we're going to pretend we're in a creative cool. meeting here, okay? And it's the all three right. of us, all right? It's it's you, me, and T-Mac, and we're booking you for your next big feud, and I mean to the top, as big as everything is, there is like mania level type event, top thing here. Your next big storyline against my co-host T-Mac, I need you to give me a storyline uh-huh.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last oh, part of that.
0: So I need you to give me a storyline for this. Give give you
2: a storyline for me and T Mac? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Well, let's say that uh, T Mac has been just uh, you know coming around the locker room a little bit too much, you know, mm-hmm. getting a little bit too too comfortable with some of the guys, and uh, what he did was basically sit in the champ's chair while I was Ooh. gone. And he took the champ's chair without asking. And, uh, you know, I, when people take my chair, especially when i got to put on my boots, all my gear, i got to take off all my clothes and hang up my towel and everything, I use the chair for everything. So T-Mac comes in there, and he just takes over my chair. He's ass-naked on it because oh. for some reason he felt like he had to switch clothes even though he doesn't, you know, get in the ring or do anything. Right. And so yeah, now obviously. me and him got to settle in the ring. Because I don't like when T-Mac gets his butt sweat on my chair. I don't like when anyone puts their butt on my chair, let alone their butt sweat. So me and T-Mac, we got to throw down now because I can't be having that.
0: Well, of course. So then tell me, are you going over? Is this a squash? What's happening here? Oh no! We're
2: gonna have a chairs match. It's gonna oh, be a chairs yeah, match. Of course. Use all the chairs in the building. It doesn't matter if it folds. It doesn't matter if it lounges out. Whatever the chair, you can bring a lazy boy. Whatever the chair is, we're gonna be beating each other with chairs until one of us comes out the victor.
0: Jeez, I imagine who that's gonna be. <laughs> well, this is we uh, T Max butt sweat is—it's uh, one of the most atrocious things that you can come across in the world, well, and especially on chair. But that's Absolutely.
1: the. Obviously, but that's the most justifiable reason to ever have a chair match in yeah. re- wrestling history, right? Yeah. Like it's yes. not just like I just want to hit you with it. It's the genesis of the feud, right? Like that's perfect. Yep, that is that is great. Absolutely, that is, that is some great storytelling right there.
0: All right, man. So what's <laughs> the next? What's the next big time we can see the champ? When's the next NWL STL event? Uh, fill the folks in on on where they can get all that and and how they can follow you, all that kind of stuff. Let's get some plugs out. You know what? Um, you can see the
2: STL champ, I will actually be at uh, the Scottish Rite Temple this Saturday, and I will be in action mm. in an I-7, I-70 series match. The match itself hasn't been announced, so I'm not going to you know give any further details on that, but that's where you can find me next with the NWL this Saturday at the Scottish Rite Temple, and I believe bell time is 7.30. That's great. Um, as, far as, as far as Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it's all MaverickNWL. You can find me on all three of those handles at MaverickNWL.
0: That's perfect. And we're not lying to you, folks. This guy is tough. He's, he's big. He'll beat you up. And he's the champ and it's it's super fun. We are glad you came on and man, this is some fun stories. I feel like we're gonna have to have you on back again sometime here and, and delve deeper into no, some yeah, of these def- things here for sure.
2: Definitely, guys. I mean you know, I could I could talk to you guys all day, man. This is fun. I love it. Good talking to you.
0: All right, this is great, man. We appreciate you coming on. T Mac, what'd you think?
1: I tell you what, man, as as strong as he is, he's also that cool. And like yeah. he was that was a great interview. And I tell you what, I'm not kidding you. I'm not trying to put him over that's the most justifiable reason to ever have a chair match in the history of pro wrestling. It's not one of these things where, oh, you cost me a match because he hit me in the back with the chair. No, I stole his chair, and so it's a chairs match. Like, great storytelling. That's uh, I, what we need of more of that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, like, I didn't even see that coming either. Like, how did we not put that together? Yeah. And he's just like, no, great. dumbass, we're going to have a chairs match. Yeah, and
1: all of his stories, uh locking up in a supermarket. I can just imagine him and Dak Draper just uh-huh. just locking up in the middle of a high V <laughs> or a price <laughs> chopper as it is here in Kansas City. Yeah. And uh yeah, he was a super great guy. And also, not I, I'm not trying to put this guy over to the moon, but I guess I will. What a great uh, who inspires him most story that he gave us there. I mean, first off, oh, to David grandfather because I was thinking it was going to be Rudy. Not to say that that guy wasn't uh, an influence in his career, but you know, I thought it was going to be some chalk there, and he got really deep with us for a second.
0: Yeah, I, I know that so that one kind of. I, I wasn't expecting that either. He was full of surprises this time. That was yeah. fun, man. Yeah, and a, just
1: that was a well versed and full body interview
0: yeah exactly and you know what i uh, I've, we've talked to this gentleman numerous times and got to meet him backstage through the nwl shows uh he's the nicest guy you're ever going to meet back there you know he's he's always respectful of everybody he says hi to everybody just hanging out one of the guys you know he's just super cool dude so but don't don't hesitate don't think oh. he won't hesitate to put five across your lip oh cool. yeah do not mistake his niceness for weakness yeah. right Yeah. exactly well hey man uh God, what'd you think of the show? I thought it was great. I mean, as everyone knows, we record this first, so so far it's been amazing. The show has been great. Those first two segments, uh, can't remember them. Can't remember them quite right now, but (laughs) they're so good we don't even know what we said. Yeah, exactly right. All right, we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week for episode 203, Uh, and. That'll be right here on the Spanish announce table, which is on Table.net And
1: a penny costs 2.4 cents to manufacture. How awesome is that? TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. You know who you're talking to?